All right, welcome back to another episode of the Black Bullion Show. Next week may pose a less obtrusive path for gold uh, to edge a little bit higher to 1800. Now, why am I saying that? Find out shortly. And first, if you're new to this channel, please hit that big red subscribe button right down below. Also, please hit the like button. It helps to get this economic evangelism right on out there to the masses, bringing more people into precious metals. So, generally speaking, we're living in a period of economic contraction. Not surprising to many people. Uh, this uncertainty, you know, it, it generally raises the price of gold as more investors seek risk-off safe havens. You know, every week, gold has had three major enemies during this period of time that it has had to contend with. Uh, one being public health, two, politics, three, the economy. Now, all three of these enemies can sometimes go from foe to friend. Uh, next week, we will have even fewer economic data and Fed announcements for gold to contend with, which is good because this will leave gold some room, some wiggle room to possibly um, just duke it out with, okay, maybe something's gonna happen with public health, something's gonna happen with politics, but at least there'll be less economic data to throw gold off the rails a little bit. Um, and as far as the economic data is concerned, next week, this is what we'll be uh, seeing. On Monday, we'll get the market services PMI final and the ISM non-manufacturing index. On Tuesday, we have job openings. Wednesday, we'll have consumer credit. Thursday, we'll have the typical initial and continuing jobless claims. Uh, we'll also get the wholesale inventories. On Friday, we'll actually get the producer price index. Um, so that's only eight pieces of economic data compared with this week when we had about 20, um, including the FOMC uh, minutes and other uh, various Fed announcements. Um, so let's get into this article entitled, Gold Setting Up for Major Summer Rally. Watch this level next week, analysts. This comes from uh, Kitco. Now the main takeaway from this article is that the momentum seems to be behind gold's back right now. Inflationary pressures could mount to push real interest rates into even a weaker territory. Uh, mind you, it's still negative right now. You know, what I don't agree with necessarily in this article uh, is its take on deflation. But we'll get into that a little bit shortly. And I quote, all about deflation or all about inflation. Inflation is the trigger to watch for gold as precious metals trading uh, regime is shifting from a safe haven play to an inflation hedge on said McKay. We are starting to consolidate a bit in a higher range here. Likely make another attempt to break, 18, um, break the 1800 level, he said. When we start to get more inflationary response, the Fed policy will remain very supportive and rates low for the foreseeable future. The Federal Reserve will be willing 
to let inflation run higher while keeping rates low, which will lead to gold breaking $1,800 an ounce. That is coming. I wouldn't expect any major sell-off and any price drops will be uh, bought, he noted. Inflation is already looking at some stabilization, said RBC Wealth Management Managing Director George Jero, who is expecting gold to climb above $1,800 an ounce. Looking forward, uh, steadying food prices, gasoline prices, political headlines, pen, uh, rony <laughs> headlines, economic headlines, um, are all inflationary. So gold will rise over $1,800, said um, Gerald. So this even goes back to what we were talking about with the three major enemies that gold has to fight. And <clears throat> as you can see here, a lot of it is looking very inflationary. Uh, let's continue. The biggest risk to gold. News of the next uh, Roni wave <laughs> uh, remain top of mind for investors as the U.S. daily infections topped 50,000 on Wednesday for the first time, said McKay. Any escalation in infections and potential secondary shutdowns would be negative for gold, he clarified. This is the largest risk for gold. Potential shutdowns would have a deflationary response. Gold doesn't do well in that environment, McKay said. Now, I've done uh, plenty of videos showing you guys studies by, for example, Oxford Economics, uh, the World Gold Council, dismissing that notion that gold performs poorly in deflation. Now, it doesn't perform as well as it would in an inflation, but it doesn't perform uh, you know, in this, in this terrible way that many people posit um, during periods of deflation. Um, but we won't go into those details in this video. But take a look at the uh, gold price um, when we did have the uh, first wave and shutdowns. It dropped very sharply here in March, and then it rose very sharply soon after, um, and has been steadily rising ever since. I mean, last quarter, gold had a 12% increase, and that includes April when most of the country was still on lockdown. Um, let's take a look um, at some data that will be, um, that may help us to understand uh, inflation a little bit more. Uh, the, uh, the producer price index. So next Friday, this is what we'll be on the lookout for, the producer price index. You know, it's known to have predictive qualities for the price of inflation and it looks like generally it's trending upward. Um, in April, it was at negative 1.2, then it hit to negative 0, uh, 0.8. And remember, we had some deflationary pressures in energy in April. Remember, um, uh, uh, oil prices um, tanked. Um, and then obviously in May, things began to pick up. <clears throat> so I'm curious to see how June behaved um, when that when that information comes out. Now, as this predictive inflationary um, metric is trending upward, we have another one trending slightly downward, and that is the CPI. Now, remember, uh, it's it, it, the CPI doesn't include, uh, f or it 
I should say, it does not exclude foreign products that are bought by Americans. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I'm not a big fan of the CPI, but it's used a lot when it comes to calculating real interest rates. Um, and it's pretty much the go-to that a lot of uh, mainstream people use for inf um, taking a look at inflation. Uh, my favorite indicator to look at as far as U.S., specifically U.S. Um, inflation, is the GDP, I mean, GDP price deflator. Um, here's a quick definition. The gross domestic product implicit price deflator or GDP deflator measures changes in the prices of goods and services produced in the United States, including those exported to other countries. Prices of imports are excluded. Now, um, as you can see here, uh, you know, things increased from quarter four in 2019 to quarter one in 2020. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the quarter two numbers yet, which I'm hoping we will get soon because um, I'm curious to see if it matched um, any of the uh, deflationary pressures that we got in April. I'm curious to see if it trended downward or if it just continued to trend upward or it didn't move much. I'm curious to see that. Um, but in general, guys, this was your Friday. Um, we had a bit of a look into next week uh, to see how gold may perform. Um, obviously, it'll have less Robux blocks to face than what it did this current week. Um, but we'll see how things shake out. So I just got to say thanks again for watching. Happy 4th of July tomorrow. Uh, hope you guys enjoy your time with some friends and family. Um, thanks again for watching. If you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like. It's Black Bullion.